0: Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children— are with me, in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. To those who ask Him. This is the Word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Peter Eel from Trinity Lutheran Church in Milstadt, Illinois.
1: Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia! In the name of Jesus. Jesus' disciples asked Him to teach them to pray. John the Baptist had taught his disciples how to pray. Other rabbis taught their disciples to pray. It's not at all unusual or surprising that Jesus' disciples asked to learn how to pray, and so Jesus taught them to pray, Our Father. Notice, the very beginning of this prayer is not to My Father, either from Jesus' perspective or from our perspective. We have a common Father with Jesus. He counts us as brothers and sisters, descendants of the same Father, children of the same God, recipients of goodness from the same God that Jesus prayed to. After all, it is a very gutsy thing to approach God in prayer. Who are you to go to God who created the heavens and the earth and to ask for anything? Who are you to ask that God's kingdom come to you, that he give you daily bread? and that he forgive you your sins. Who do you think that you are, that you can regularly come to God, our Father, in prayer? The devil and the world and your sinful flesh have no problem asking you this question. In human terms, we get nervous before talking to someone who has authority over us. We get butterflies about talking to our boss, our in-laws, and other folks who have control and authority over us. How much more should we be nervous about speaking with our Heavenly Father? He created all that there is. He has power over all things. He has the ability to destroy you. And when you are honest with yourself, you know that you deserve that because of your sin. You haven't loved God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Your worship and prayers have faltered. There are those whom you have hurt. And there are those whom you have failed to help. You have not loved your neighbor as yourself. When you come before all-knowing, all-powerful God, you have the stain of sin all over you. Why should God receive your prayer? Why should God grant you anything at all? That is exactly the question that Isaiah struggled with after he saw the throne room of God. The train of God's robe filled the temple. The room was filled with smoke. The angels were flying with one set of wings, and with another set of wings they covered their faces, and with a third set they covered their feet. As they cried out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God of hosts! The doors rattled in their frames. Isaiah cried out, Woe is me! I am a man of unclean lips, and I come from a people of unclean lips. We cry out that same fear that we have unclean lips ourselves. How can our unclean lips utter prayers to God? Quite simply, because Jesus told us to. He calls us brothers and sisters of himself, children of the same Heavenly Father. After teaching his disciples the Lord's Prayer to our common Father, he also went on to teach his disciples, including us, that we should pray regularly and often. He gives us the example of a neighbor who gets out of bed to give his neighbor three loaves of bread, and of an earthly father who gives good gifts to his children. But Jesus acknowledges that we are sinful people who are imperfect, and we treat others with kindness if we are imperfect and do this. How much more will our Heavenly Father, since he is perfect? Our Father is gracious to us, hearing our prayers and calling us to pray to him continually, not because of who we are, but because of who our Savior is. We are counted with Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified and who is raised from the dead. We come baptized into Christ's death and resurrection and confident in his loving care. We can come before our Father in prayer, even praying for the forgiveness of our sins, because Christ has died for us and won that very forgiveness for us. The Righteous One, Jesus himself, took on your sin, and in him you have the right to stand before God and ask for his grace, even as Jesus commanded you. Indeed, pray to our Father, the same Father that we share with our brother Jesus Christ. It is by his wounds that you are healed, and with faith in him you pray to your perfect, gracious Father in heaven. Alleluia! Christ is risen! Christ is risen indeed! Alleluia!
0: We thank Pastor Peter Eel from Trinity Lutheran Church in Milstadt, Illinois, for today's Meditation on God's Word.